Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. Uh, we are in the middle of this series called Hostage. Uh, where we are learning that Jesus, Jesus came in John 10, chapter 10, verse 10. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to bring life and bring it to the fullest, bring it to the abundance, bring it overflowing, that Jesus came to bring us real life. But unfortunately, how many of you guys know in life, some things happen that kind of hinder us or kind of hold us back? Anybody have anything holds you back in life? Raise your hands up, anybody? Yeah, we all have things that hold us hostage. The thief comes to steal, kill, and take us hostage. But Jesus came to bring us life and bring us freedom, to bring us, break us free from the things in life that hold us back from the fullness of Christ. And that is exactly what we've been talking about and going through the last several weeks. We've been talking about the things that hold us hostage. And some of this you're going to be aware of and some of it you're not. Some of it's going to be something that maybe creeps up on you. Just were not aware that you were held hostage by it. The very first week we talked about, David, when you get a chance, could you bring up the house lights for me just so I can see everybody's face? I'd appreciate it. Uh, we talked about the first week, something that touches all of our hearts. And it, it's something that grows in the soil of our hearts it's something that has been from a hurt or from a, a wrong that has been done. And because of that, we are um, hurt and we can be bitter. I talked about bitterness the first week. Uh, don't look at them, but you probably know somebody who's bitter in life. You probably know somebody who has a bitter spirit to them. And I said this, and, and, and we read in the, in the verses that uh, a bitter root that when a bitter root takes place in our hearts and it grows, it produces poison. Poison that, that toxifies our life. It'll toxify our family. It'll toxify our marriage. It'll toxify our friends. It'll make people sick all around us. Why? Because bitterness is a dangerous root that produces poisonous fruit, our first week we learned about. And I gave you one word in order to get rid of this poison, to get rid of this, this bitterness in our lives. I gave you one assignment. One thing you had to do, one thing that's hard to do, but you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit, and that was forgiveness. You have to forgive. Just as Christ has forgiven you, you forgive others. Regardless if that person ever asks you for forgiveness, regardless if there's ever a reconciliation, regardless if they ever admit they were wrong, you have a responsibility between you and Christ to forgive. Why? Because you've been forgiven, therefore you must forgive those around you. Week one, bitterness. Last week, I talked about the difference between bitterness and the soil of our hearts was there is a, there's a seed that's planted in the, in the soil of our minds, and that is worry. I talked about worry and what worry does, how worry affects us, how worry um, can consume our life. And I gave you three things. Here's what it was. Number one, I said, do what you can do. There are things that you are supposed to do in life, and you need to do them. Second thing I said, whatever you can't do, give it to God. 
Give whatever you cannot do to God. And the last one's the hardest one. The last one's the hardest one. <laughs> Is uh, trust God. Trust God no matter what happens. Trust God with your life. So today, I want to talk with you about one that all of us will be touched by, all of us will be impacted by, uh, all of us will experience it in different ways, and that is anger. Turn to your neighbor and say anger. anger. Hostage to anger. Do you realize, statistically, on any given week, men are six times more likely to lose their temper, or I'm sorry, Men, are, men will lose their temper six times in any given week. That's what st- Let me go to the right stats here. Women will more than likely lose their temper three times during a week. Men or women get more angry at people. Men get more angry at things. Mechanical, things don't go their way. Things. Singles. Single people are two times they get angrier than married people. That's shocking to me. (laughs) I don't know where they did these stats at, but. (laughs) All right, Jose, no. Expressions of anger. I forgot what I was going to say. Expressions of anger. Men express their anger more physical. Women express their anger more emotional. Through crying or through screaming or throwing dishes maybe at him. I don't know. Depends on how it goes. You are more than likely to express your anger more comfortably, of course, inside your home. Um, And unfortunately, most of us, our anger comes out on the people we love the most. Doesn't make sense. But it's just the fact the way it is. But here's, here's a quote. To dwell above with those we love, oh, that will be a glory. But to dwell with those we know below, that's a different story. <laughs> Anger is a very normal, common human emotion and response. Anger is. Jesus got angry. Jesus was, was angry at times we read throughout the New Testament. In fact, in the Old Testament, 375 times, God became angry. It says that his anger rose within him. But the challenge is, how do we get angry and how do we deal with anger? But the scripture says, in your anger, do not sin. So how do we have a proper response or facilitate anger in a proper way in our life? Because let's just face it. Anger can be misinterpreted, and anger can be misused, and anger is abused, and anger is justified. We are all, at some point, some level, hostage to anger. Can everybody say amen? amen? That's right, right? We are. Four types of anger. Four types of people and how they deal with anger. The first one is the manic. Write that down in your notes. The manic. The manic are the explosive, angry people. They have the hairpin trigger. I mean, they're, they're just teetering between just quiet and just absolutely 
crazy. These are nut job people. They will go off, they'll scream, they'll yell, they'll stomp. They're manics. They're absolutely off the wall, walking time bombs. They remind me of the character in the Bible known as Cain. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, it says, Cain became furious and scowled with anger. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and he killed him. This is a manic person, manic type of anger. These people respond immediately, respond aggressively, maybe abusively, maybe verbally. They say things they shouldn't. And then a little while later, they feel regret and remorse and they're, they're apologetic and they do things for you, but man, it doesn't take away the fact that they have manic issues with anger. Without pointing or, or looking around, how many of you just raise your hands, know somebody that's a manic kind of anger person? You don't have to know who they are. Don't point at them, please. <laughs> Second thing is the mute. The manic, the mute. The mute is a complete opposite. They're silent but deadly. They're the silent people that you never really know if they're angry. In fact, the worst thing could happen to them, and they just go, oh, okay, it's okay. They're silent type. They hold it in. They push it down. They press it down. They, sub they uh, subdue it inside them, yet all along it's stirring. These types of people, if they are mute, anger people, they tend to have very high blood pressure. They tend to have ulcers and headaches and uh, they tend to have all kinds of physical problems because that anger is eating away inside of them and they won't let it out. They've never been taught the proper way of release of that anger. A good example of this is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the prophet, the weeping prophet, he was called, says, I, I stayed by myself and I was filled with anger. Why do I keep suffering? Why are my wounds incurable? Why won't they heal? He was suffering from this mute kind of anger. He never really let it come out. It killed him from the inside, ate away from the inside out. The manic, the mute. Anybody know anybody like that? Okay, good. Martyr, the martyr anger person. This person is the pity party person. This is the person that's angry, but it's not their fault. They're angry. It's everybody else's fault they're angry. Well, she did this to me, and he did this to me, and I have a right to be angry. The number one sign of a martyr is depression. If you go to a counselor and you're struggling with depression, they will ask you, are you angry? And you will more likely say, no, I'm not. But depression is an outward sign of internal anger that has not been dealt with. The prodigal son is a story all about this type of martyr. Not in the prodigal son, but in his older brother. The prodigal son, if you guys remember the story, he comes home, dad throws a party. Where's the older brother do? He goes out and he's the martyr. He's angry. Well, they didn't throw a party for me and I never left. I was here all alone. What does he get a party for? I'm angry, but it's his fault I'm angry. And he goes on and he has to cope with his anger. The problem with martyr people these kind of people make life miserable for everybody else around them because they are determined to blame everybody else but themselves for their anger. Fourth kind. Fourth kind of angry people in this world are the manipulators. 
the manipulators. They're exactly what I'm telling, what the word says, exactly what it is. They are the Lee Iacocca version of anger. Who is Lee Iacocca? He said this when he was fired by Ford. He said this, I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to get even. They are the people that are about revenge, retaliation, and they take it and they put it out on whoever hurt them or, or said something to them. And it comes through different ways. It comes through sarcasm. It comes through cheap shots. It comes through talking bad about people. It comes from, uh, it comes from, it could be physical alterations, but this anger will find its way out. The manipulator will show themselves. Where we see this really play out, just being very real, we see a lot of this play out inside the church. Just let's get real here. Somebody does something to hurt me or somebody says something about me, so therefore I'm going to say something about them. The Pharisees were very big at this. They became furious in Luke chapter 6, 11. They became furious and they plotted and they planned on how to retaliate against Jesus and take him out of the line to get rid of him. The manic, the mute, the martyr, the manipulator. Now, go time. Which one are you? Don't say it out loud. It's between you and Jesus. Which one do you struggle with the most? Are you the manic? Are you the mute? Are you the martyr? Or do you, become, or you play the manipulator? Which one are you? Because only when we know which one we are can we ask God to help us diffuse the anger in our life. So let's look at that. How do we diffuse the anger in our lives? Write this down. These are great notes that I think many of you will walk away from, and I pray they speak to your life. Number one is this. Understand why you get angry. You have to understand why you're angry. You can't just scream and hoop and holler and, and throw out things when you don't know why you're angry. Here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs 19.11 says, a man's wisdom gives him patience. When we understand why we're angry, we then can navigate the the. the, the, the uh, the solution to figure out how to get to the, where we need to go. Now, everybody has a car here? Everybody drive a car? Anybody ever everybody drive a car? Raise your hand if you have a car. Anybody have a car? How many of you in your car, you have your check engine light on right now? Like your check engine light is, yeah. Yeah, I raise both my hands. Mine are always on. I use them as night lights in my car because they're always glowing. I'm waiting to see if it will burn out before I fix it. That's kind of my thing. Um, check engine lights are warning lights about something internal inside the car that's not right. Now, I'm not a mechanic. I'm just a driver. I can drive that car all day long, but until I take it to a mechanic and he puts it on a diagnostic and they figure out exactly what's going on, I'll never have my car fixed. Anger is a warning light for all of us that there's something deeper going on. If you're a person who's constantly on edge with anger, you have to ask yourself, what's deeper going on? Because there's a warning light that's a warning light that's something deeper, and you got to take it to God and ask God, God, why am I angry? See, there's three reasons why we get angry in life. We get angry when we get hurt. We get hurt physically or emotionally. We get, or when we get frustrated when we have frustrations in life, we get angry, and we, it doesn't go our way, and we lose it. Or the third thing is, the reason why we get angry, is insecurity. 
We don't feel safe. We don't feel comforted. We don't feel like we're in control. And so what, we, what happens is when we're hurt, when we're frustrated, or we're insecure, we find a way to solve that, and anger sometimes is the warning light there's something deeper going on. Leads to number two. Why understand why I get angry? Number two, second thought I have for you is this. Look to God and not others for your self-worth. Look to God, not the people around you, for your self-worth. People who are confident about who they are in God are less likely to get angry than those who are insecure about who they are in God. Here's what Ecclesiastes 7.21 says. Don't pay attention to everything people say. Now, we were just talking about this in our van last night. Where Michelle and I and, and Lily, we were just kind of having this discussion about people liking you and people not liking you. And uh, I'm sure you can't figure out who Michelle is by everybody wants to like her or doesn't like her. You don't know which one she is, right? Yeah. She wants everybody to like her. I don't. I'm not, I'm not necessarily that I don't like, want people to like me. But the fact is, the reality is, the reality is not everybody's going to like me. I hope you're not here today, but you might be. The fact is not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to think what I do is right. Not everybody's going to think my decisions are right. And that's okay. That's okay. Because guess what? I don't like everybody either. There's just some people that, I mean, I have no, no offense. God made them, and he might have made a mistake, but he made them. You know, that's <laughs> between him and them, not me. I'm not in that. We're not going to like everybody. We're not going to have kumbayas everybody, and that's okay. People, some people are going to get along better with other people, and some people are going to get And this is why we can't look to people for our comfort. We can't look to people to make us feel good about who we are. If you feel like you've got to make that decision, and you know it's not, listen, I want everybody, uh, I want everybody to like me to a certain extent, but then I come to a place where I go, you know what, at the end of the day, I've got to make the audience of one most important. I'm not saying that because I'm more spiritual. I'm saying that because just this week, I wrestled with that personally. When it came to this egg hunt, when it comes to open things back up, I wrestled with it because of PR, because of what are people going to say? What's, what are people going to say in the community? How are they going to view us? How are they going to judge us? You know, when it came down to it, I felt like it was more important for us to give something to kids, a way of hope, a way of smile, something normal, something regular that they could do. Thank you, Tori. And, and it, here's the thing. Some of you here agree, and some of you don't, and that's okay. You don't have to show up and help out, but stuff your eggs and bring them back anyway. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Be angry with me. <laughs> Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 26, reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security to people. Reverence for the Lord, put God first, put him first above everybody else and please him no matter what. That's how we can find self-worth and therefore not become so easily angry. Third thing is, stop and think before reacting. <laughs> this one's hard, everybody. This one's really hard. Some of you, you got it down. Some of you don't do this. You are just a smart person. But I don't know about you, but I struggle with 
my mouth speaking before my brain engages. Struggle with it. Sometimes we've got to slow our thinking down. The tongue is sharp. The tongue cuts. And let me just say this. I've learned this early in my marriage, and I've tried to do better as I've gotten older, as I've gotten you know, more mature, I guess you can say, as i hitting the 25-year mark of marriage. I'm slowly getting this, but it's a very hard lesson. And that is the words I speak carry ripple effects that last for years to come. Not because my wife is, holds bitter grudges, but have you ever been in those discussions and you said something back whenever you were dating and it comes out 22 years later? No, you're not like that, baby. I'm talking about in general. It's in general. It's everybody else. It's not you. I've done the same thing. We all do it because words cut and words go deep. So stop and think before you react. Thomas Jefferson said, if you get angry, count to 10. If you're really angry, count to 100. I've learned that in the bottleneck of emotion, it compresses things down. You know what a bottleneck is, guys? It's where everything comes together and gets compressed down, and there's more energy that comes out of it. In the bottleneck of emotion, things will be said and hurt will come if we're not careful. So stop and think before you react. Here's, you ask yourself three questions. Write this down in your notes. Why am I angry? Why am I really angry at this? Am I really angry at that person? Am I really angry at this situation? Why am I really angry? Second thing is, what do I want to come out of this encounter that I'm going to have? How do I want to see it resolved? And the third thing is, how can I best get the results that I want to have? The fact is, are you all ready for this? Anger, write this down, anger is a choice. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, anger is a choice. Turn to the other person and say, she didn't listen, tell her. She's asleep, wake her up. <laughs> anger is a choice. This makes my family so mad. When they're venting and they say, you're making me angry. And I say, no one can make you angry. You're choosing to be angry. Here's the test. Are they here in the Holy Spirit or are they still in their anger? Yeah. Reality is, reality is, no one can really make us angry. We choose to be angry. We choose to simmer on things. We choose to stew on things. We choose to resent people or to be bitter towards people. We choose to live in that environment. So we must accept responsibility Learn to turn from anger. Ask God for help. Proverbs 29, 11 says, a wise man or wise woman holds their tongue and cools it down. Hmm. I got a really big tongue. And it's hard to hold at times. God help us. All right. Understand when I get angry, look and stop and of my self-worth, stop and think before I, uh, before I react. And number four, Learn to relax. Everybody take a deep breath in. Hold it. Now let it out all the way. All the way out. 
Now let's do that again. And then out. I saw a machine on TV the other day. Have you seen this ad? The relaxing machine. It's a band you put around your chest, and you for 15 minutes a day, you breathe. And it monitors you. I can't believe we live in a world that we have to tell a machine to tell us to relax. Proverbs 14.30 says, A relaxed attitude lengthens a man's or woman's life. Stress builds up anger. I go through PMS. Now, I know you all are thinking what you're thinking, but that's not where I'm going with it. I go through pre-message syndrome every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning. I'm up early, I'm going through my message and I'm praying, I'm asking God, God help me, I'm stressed. I'm not angry, I just, that's just part of it. I had to learn to relax, I had to learn to breathe and just be like, God, whatever you wanna say, let's say it. See, what happens sometimes in the cycle of life, dad has a rough day at work, comes home to mom, Screams at mom for a little bit and chews into her a little bit. She gets upset. She goes and gets on Billy about his room and how dirty it is. Billy gets upset. And he goes to Sally's room. He says, you're ugly. You're fat. And she gets mad and she goes and kicks the dog. The dog screams and goes and bites the cat. And the cat goes and chews the doll off of Barbie, doll head off of Barbie. Chain reaction. Think about that. Anger. Stress is a chain reaction. So, so be present and uh, be aware. Some steps. Be aware when stress is building up in your life. When there's a project due or the workload is high. When you have a midterm or a final coming up. Be aware that you're at a high tension place and you're probably going to lose your temper maybe a little bit more than usual. Financial stress comes in. Be aware of it. Relational gaps take place. Be aware of them. Second thing is this. Learn relaxation techniques. Exercise, run, jog, get a hobby. Learn to garden. Some of you in this room, crazy enough, your relaxation is cleaning. Come on over to my house. We got places to clean. Actually, we don't. Not, not really. Come to the church. Because Michelle's relaxation technique is cleaning. So if you want a cleaner, talk to Michelle. Here's the big one. One that we often think of at the end, like after it's all said and done. Pray. And when you're done with praying, pray some more. When you're done with that, maybe pray just a little bit more and ask God to help you with that anger. And here's the third one. Develop a stinking sense of humor. Laugh. Enjoy life. Listen, if you can't laugh at yourself, you ain't living in life. Man, I do stupid things. And I have family, awesome family around me. And friends who will never let me live it down. And I've learned, I'm not proud about it but it's part of life. I fell, I tripped, I broke that, I hit that, I took the van down the side of that wall, yeah, okay. It's okay, laugh with ourselves, 
laugh with each other. Don't sweat the small stuff and realize that everything is small. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Understand why you're getting ready. Look to God, not others for self-worth. Stop thinking. Uh, stop and think. Don't stop thinking. Stop and think before reacting. Learn to relax. And number five, here's the last one. Continually ask God for help with your anger. Continually ask God to reveal to you that anger in your life. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. What are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. These are the things that are fruits of God, the fruits of the Spirit. And just as you want fruits to bear on the tree, you, in order for that to bear on a tree, you must water. You must uh, fertilize the soil. You must have plenty of sunlight. It must, it must shield. It, must, uh, it yields fruit because all the work has been done to make it happen. Marriages are never going to be strong without peace and patience. So many of us struggle with anger in our lives. We're held hostage to them. But today, we can find freedom by understanding why we get angry, look to God for our self-worth, stop and think, learn to relax, and continually ask God for help. Father God, help us today with this issue of anger. God, our anger sometimes can just be out of control. Our anger consumes. Our anger hurts those around us and calls division in life. Lord, I just pray that through the next few moments of time, you would just allow your spirit to speak that you would be our source and you would be our strength. You would help us to replace anger with peace. That we would replace anger with patience and love and joy. God, anger, though it may be common, we do not have to be held hostage to it any longer. You are here.
Some of you here today, there's a monster inside of you that's holding you hostage. You're angry at your parents. You're angry at your siblings. You're angry at your coworkers. Maybe you're angry at your spouse. Maybe you're angry at something that took place two days ago or 20 years ago. That anger inside of you is holding you hostage and you cannot find freedom and you cannot find this abundant life until you bring it to the cross of Jesus, until you admit that the anger is there and watch the power of God heal you from it. But you first have got to acknowledge there's a monster of anger inside of you and it's time to get set free. So would you close your eyes? Some of you, this is preaching right to the very depths of your soul because this is where you're at. You're so angry. Every little thing sets you off. That's because you haven't dealt with the monster that lies in you. Today, the way maker, the promise keeper, the one who can set you free is here in this place. So Father God, would you move upon every heart? Would you touch every life? And God, for those that are struggling with being held hostage to this anger in their life right now, speak to them. Let them acknowledge that God, that monster will destroy their life. But you've come to bring freedom and bring abundant life. If you're here this morning and you struggle with that anger, you str you're held hostage to it, would you just, right there where you're at, would you raise your hands right now? Just being honest between you and God right now, just raise your hands, just raise your hands. Father, for every hand that is raised, they're raising them now, acknowledging they need your help with the anger that lies within. They need you to heal them. They need you to, to, to release them. God, there's things that they can do, but God, ultimately, your Holy Spirit can free them from being held hostage to this anger. So Lord, for the hands that are raised, the lives that are represented, may you heal them, may you strengthen them, may you let them know that God, you have set them free. And who the Son has set free is free, free indeed. So God, I pray that you move upon their hearts and strengthen them. Let's continue to sing this song. Let's worship God today freedom of our life. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every
Let's sing it to him this morning. You never stop working, even when I don't see it working. Even when I don't feel it working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. against bitterness, worry, and now anger, God. We don't want to be held hostage by anything. We want to find freedom in you today, God. Everlasting, eternal life. So Lord, go with us today and keep us in your hands until we meet again. And everybody said amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.